welcome everyone back to another episode of Not Fighting, the only uh, podcast on the web that is focused on uh, lots of things, whatever we want. Sports uh, <laughs> that's hosted by a, uh, a husband and wife couple um, that are black belts in jujitsu and also located in Carmel Valley, San Diego. And owners of Shiba Inus. And owners of Shiba Inus. I think that we've like cornered that enough to where there's no way somebody would be like, oh no, the, these people had a podcast way before you guys did. <laughs> if you're not watching our podcast on YouTube, uh, I know that it's not like we uh, are throwing stats or graphics up on the screen, but you're missing out if you didn't just see the face that Jenna made. <laughs> Well, you know, you like made a some a comment and like the the voice that you use was like how like little kids like talk trash to each other. So like that's what my I did the little kid motion. <laughs> Whatever, Marvin. Their sweatpants are supposed to be oversized fit. <laughs> I don't know what that I got means. made fun of when I was a kid for wearing sweatpants because I knew that it was, You were a husky little boy. <laughs> no, no. No, my, she's joking around with me because my mom used to always like threaten me. I guess threaten me or like bully me. I don't know. Passive. My mom was passive aggressive to me and would basically say, oh, Tyler, you're going to have to start wearing husky jeans. And I'd be like, I don't know what to do about that. Like, you, you're the one that makes all my food. It's and- because you threw all of your broccoli down the vents. Well, no, I didn't. I never threw broccoli down the vents. What okay. I did is well, I would unwrap. Food. Yeah, usually wrappers mainly. Candy wrappers and bubble gum. Like, they went down the vents. And then my sister, like, learned. She was like, oh, that's where we put stuff on. I'm like, yeah, sometimes when you don't want to get up, you know? Yeah. Terrible child. This is why we don't have children. Honestly, I'm afraid of, like, what I'm going to have to deal with at some point in yeah, my that life. That kid is going to be <laughs> making us too rich. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, we are back with another episode of the podcast. And this time, we've got a little bit of news. I know it's something that we've been talking about for a while, and so... Listen to the podcast, it won't be like some massive surprise, but Jenna has some news. Yeah, uh, well, I'm officially signed with LFA for um, to make my MMA debut. Um, It will be my MMA debut slash professional MMA debut all at once. Ooh, scary, but I'm excited about that. I'm really excited, and I'm excited to be um, starting out this journey with LFA, so... Hopefully we have fight news, like an actual like date and like fight announced soon. I'm hoping um, no later than April to be making that debut, but we'll see what happens. I'm yeah. kind of just stay ready, training as much as I can. But you know that's kind of how I how I do for jujitsu too. How I, so how I do how I do. That's you know, but that's like like with jujitsu and everything. Like I know there's there's not really like. The off season, we've talked about that. Like, there's not an off season, so you're kind of like always perpetually training, and like the intensity level slash like stress focus level changes depending on like if you're yeah. getting preparing for a tournament or not. So I think that's just kind of how it is. And for me, you know, I'm still like learning a lot of things and trying to improve. So especially with like the striking, because that's you know new new to me. So those are things that I'm like training all the time anyway so um yeah so i'll be ready for whenever they want to 
put me in there. Yeah, they've said, um, you know, we're trying to get something in March or April, and that's sort of the target, sooner, sooner rather than later, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I find really interesting in general about this is like what you were just talking about. We talked about this on like, a, I think, an early episode mm-hmm. of, our, of our podcast, but like in MMA, you kind of have this... Um, there, there's this like ritual, I guess, for lack of a better term, of having like a camp. Yeah. And um, I do think that there's merit in having either an off season or like a time whenever you're in in recovery. I don't think that there's a lot of that in jujitsu. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I see is like a flaw in MMA sometimes is you'll have people that basically like stunt their growth by like once they basically get kind of proficient at fighting, meaning mm-hmm. like you know decent at most things i don't even know that it's necessarily people who are proficient at fighting because i see this happen all the time where people they're if they're in a fight camp they're training hard and if they're not they don't train at all yeah they might not train at all and if they do or just like sporadically yeah it's like they Uh like the average person working out you know it's like yeah "Yeah, you know like maybe two or three days a week Mm -hmm. you know but and for sure you should give your body the time to rest and recover but like in the off season the like the time where it's like you're not in camp that's the time to like be improving skills in my opinion yeah and like adding things to your game because you don't really want to add anything new in fight camp except for you know maybe specific things it's like game plan oriented right yeah and you see that in like uh the you know the nfl is probably a really good comparison for something like this because during a football season, your body gets so destroyed. You know, yeah. you think about playing all those games, people hitting you and stuff like that. That's not the time that you're going to get faster, stronger, like you're not going to get more proficient at your technique. You know, the off season, usually after this, the NFL season ends, players like really take some downtime and yeah. try to heal, yeah. get whatever surgeries they need to get. I think the average NFL athlete gets like eight surgeries or something like that. In their career? In, uh, yeah, in their NFL okay. career, which is crazy because the average NFL career is two and a half years. So it's like... Oh, dang. Yeah. More yeah, more than one surgery least, per year? <laughs> you're looking at least two to three surgeries if you're on the lucky end, you know? That's insane. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so in, you've got this for MMA athletes where... You could potentially, you know, like uh, do these camps and that's whenever you focus on everything. But if you compare it to something like the NFL, you've got athletes that are, you know, right around the combine usually, you know, the idea of like combine training or whatever. It's like they would run 40 times. They'd work on bench press because that's the time to really focus on getting bigger, stronger, faster, Mm -hmm. like fix that throwing technique, fix that like, you know, the blocking footwork or whatever it is that athletes focus on. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, I think that that's something that often is missed in MMA, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's just very, like, pre- it's overly prevalent in jujitsu, if that makes sense. What do you mean overly prevalent? Meaning like there's no off season. There's yeah, no yeah, time yeah. whenever yeah, you're yeah. necessarily improving versus like getting ready for a competition. I mean, yeah. there are instances where that that happens, but I think it's it's almost more by happenstance and opportunity. I think people just are like addicted to training. Yeah, like it's. Like for me, and we've talked about this, but, uh, you know, it's like, I feel like I get like addicted to sweating if I, that's the thing that I feel like I need to do. Because if you do a jujitsu, like, like if you're training, it's especially like you have a gi on or whatever, it's like every session you're just going to be like drenched in sweat, like after just sparring, even if you're just going for fun, you know, it's like you get this really good sweat out, you feel good, all the endorphins, like everything is like great. And then 
there's not really like a lot of other things that make me sweat like just training does. Yeah. And so I think you just kind of get addicted to that feeling. It was like, oh, I just want to sweat today. And like, so let's just go train. And then yeah, maybe I need to be resting, but uh, <laughs> I really want to sweat. So I'm going to train. <laughs> it's, it's weird that you mentioned that because there is something that is, uh, I think, addictive about that. And it's weird to me that it doesn't necessarily apply to everything. But there are certain things like I, I think about the first thing that came to my mind was CrossFit, you know, mm-hmm. that like people are like all about it, get kind of like in like overly into it right away. Culty. Yeah. If you will. But stuff that's really high intensity mm-hmm. in terms of exercise, um, it's it you know, me, I, I moonlight is a medical researcher. Um, but <laughs> there's this like uh release of norepinephrine and like uh people always talk like the runner's high or whatever. Yeah. It's like that's because, you know, most people are out of shape. And when they run, they're like, get, uh, it's high intent. It's intense for them, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Even if they're just going <laughs> no out of trot. Runners. But uh, yeah, I, I love to run, by the way. But yes. I don't, when I get done running, I don't feel like how I feel when I get done doing jujitsu, where sometimes you're you're physically exhausted, but you're like on this high of like, I yeah. love being around people. I love everything because I just got done training and it's like, that intensity triggers these like neurotransmitters that your body is like trying to let you know like hey you should do more of this we need to be stronger in case like wildcats try to bite our feet off wildcats (sighs) yeah you know what's funny it's like how many high schools are named the wildcats and that's like just a generic term like if somebody was to say like i saw a wildcat is a wildcat like a specific type of cat it's just like no. Like a jaguar or like a mountain lion or like... All of the... Bobcat. Bobcat. Which, like, you think about a, a panther in the jungle and a bobcat in Missouri, which is where my reference for bobcats comes from. <laughs> but, like, uh, it's weird that they're both, like, considered, like, wild cats because it's, like, they're very, very... Well, you have your house cat and you have your wild cat. And so, you know, we could be talking about lions. <laughs> But that's what's weird about it is like no one uses that as like a term to describe like the cat that they saw like oh man don't go outside right now I saw a wild cat out there and you're like oh I don't know like are you talking about a feral cat yeah. <laughs> it's a street cat <laughs> oh man that's just a street cat <laughs> no I think it's weird because it's like the the variance there I don't use driving crazy my high school obviously uh like. Yeah, like, they were Wildcats. Yeah, we were the Wildcats, like 95 Like Kansas, of high Kansas State, is that what it is? Yeah, we ripped everything off of Kansas State. We did have, like, somebody that was kind of creative at one point that, like, changed our logo so that the there was an M in the, so the mouth was a C, and it's like, oh, Montgomery County. We're the most generic. We, I lived in Montgomery County, and we were the Wildcats. Yeah, There's yeah. There's, like, a Montgomery County in, like, most states. Maybe two. <laughs> No, no, no. Like every, like no, I've, two in every state oh, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, maybe two. <laughs> I'm from Montgomery South. We're the South Wildcats. <laughs> I feel like that's something that would happen too. Like mascots and like team names are so benign where it's like uh, you'd be like the Montgomery County South Wildcats and they're like, well, what are, what's Montgomery County North? And be like, there's, there's not one. There's- <laughs> <laughs> We're just in the south. <laughs> East Wildcats. Uh, well, no, that, okay. It's like so. We're just like random, random things right now. But one of um my uh friends, she her a uh, mascot was the pretzels. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, that. the pretzels. 
That is a mascot that exists in, I believe, Illinois. Well, for now, until they get canceled. Right. Until the, the, <laughs> the indigenous pretzel people come back and they're like, stop it. Snyder's. <laughs> it's like, nope. <laughs> the Germans. You can't, <laughs> <laughs> you can't, oh, you yeah. can't use a pretzel. Uh, yeah, like now we're going to get, uh, like in Germany, they're going to be like, don't listen to that. I'm not going to try to do it. I'm not going to try to do it. <laughs> just gonna stop you right there and yeah anyway it, yes we're gonna get canceled in mascots weird yeah we should have a ma- mascot for like the podcast it would be a like sheba <laughs> <laughs> yeah it would be a sheba doge yeah the most doge that face that's one of the things i that, can't fat face here i remember when that meme came out i was like i think that might be a sheba and then it became like a thing and i just was like i hate all these people trying to think shebas are cool they're not cool they're not well, I mean, like... You just don't want it to be mainstream. No, because I think people think it's cool. Because you're me. a hipster. <laughs> I, I am kind of low-key a hipster in a yeah. lot of ways. Yeah. But, like, uh, I'm a self-hating In a one. nerdy way. Yeah. <laughs> like, in not a cool way. Yep. Uh, speaking, of, speaking of things uh, not in a cool way, uh, I, I think we'd be the remiss... slap heard around the world. <laughs> yes, I was going to say, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the slap heard around the world, which was... Um, Double slap. A double slap, and I think that that's the thing that people sleep on here is that that was two slaps that Gordon Ryan delivered to Andre Galvao. And to mm. me, what is interesting about this, which if you don't know what we're talking about, you, you, you probably live don't under follow, a rock. Well, you don't follow any jujitsu accounts on Instagram, yes, yes, and, yes. and if you're like an MMA fan or you're just like, oh, Tyler's my son, so I'm listening to this podcast. <laughs> shout out to mom uh gordon ryan is uh one of the guys at the top of uh the no gi jiu-jitsu game right now mm-hmm. um and there's a lot of i won't go into describing it too much more than that but yeah just one of the top guys and he's gotten a lot of attention he's very very popular yes. um and one of the most uh accomplished uh, by far uh, pro nogi grapplers in in jiu-jitsu is andre galvao mm-hmm. uh, multi multi-time gi world champion and nogi yeah. world champion and um, one of the best to do it for sure people have wanted to see a showdown between them for a long time and it's been hyped recently and then and we talked about it like we talked about how andre was like oh i'm gonna only fight for a million dollars yeah on the, blah, last blah, on the last one but so you're like cool same guy caught up yes recently at a who's number one event um, hosted by Flow Grappling, they Andre was coaching students there. Correct. Gordon was competing, so it all started with Gordon walking by. Did he try and shake Galvao's hand after he fought? Yeah. So the the word on the street, <laughs> yes, the word on the street is that uh, Gordon, after he won his match, he won his match against Roberto Jimenez, who's a really good, talented young grappler, mm-hmm. um, but. Gordon is probably like a little bit of a tall task for him at this point. Gordon wins the match. Also bigger. Yeah, also bigger. And um, so Gordon wins the match. It was supposed to be his little brother, actually. Mm-hmm. He fought uh, Roberto mm-hmm. at first. Um, so Gordon steps off, and as he's leaving, he goes, he walks by Andre, and he goes to like shake his hand. And the word on the street is that Andre gives him the bird, flips him yes. off. Yes, yeah, which there's a video of it. You can see it happened. Okay, okay yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not like... Oh, there's a photo. a photo. I saw no. a photo. Not conjecture yeah, then. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, like they have words or whatever. And then at some point thereafter, I'm not sure of the timelines. Yeah. I don't know when it happened, but it was like backstage, like 
Gordon is going to get interviewed after he fought. Andre's there. They're exchanging words. Andre, it looks like... trees. Yes. It looks like Andre shoves him, and Gordon immediately is like, pop, smacks him. And it's loud. And it's very, very loud. And then Andre kind of like backs away, doesn't do anything, no retaliation, just like still jawing at this point. And then whoever was filming didn't put the camera on them still, didn't follow them. And then you hear in the background another slap. Spot. Very loud, very loud. So, and then they go back. I don't know. Then there was like more just trash talk about like, oh, you're so disrespectful, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm trying to do an interview, blah, blah, blah. Just like a lot of like. Yeah. 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 You're not missing just, it. You're, no one was talking about like data science here. No, no, no. It was just like a lot of macho like posturing. Yeah. The the words that were spoken, <laughs> if transcribed, are at a third grade le- reading level for sure. <laughs> Um, maybe first but that's just how like to me how stupid this is yes and uh, it's like well it's funny because it's like we have to talk about it because it's like the only interesting thing that's happening in jiu-jitsu right now but it's also really sad and annoying well sad in jiu-jitsu that that's the only thing interesting happening yeah and i think it's because this matchup uh since eddie bravo hoiler 2 has is probably one of the most anticipated grappling Mm -hmm. matches like, um, yeah. and I think that that's one of the things that jujitsu really lacks is like these, like, because everybody fights each other in a tournament all mm-hmm. the time, um, or like you've kind of seen that before it's, there's not a lot of interest in watching some matchups unless it's like somebody that's retired or mm-hmm. like, you know, and it's like, you kind of lose or just like luster. different weight classes or something yeah, like yeah, that. Something that's sort of bizarre. Mm-hmm. And this is one that actually makes sense. Andre isn't. Andre could retire right now, and yes. I don't think people would say, like, it's an early retirement. Yeah, no. Because it's not that he's old. But at this that- point, if he retires and he doesn't fight Gordon, everyone's just yeah. going to say, like, he was afraid. And I feel like when you let a man slap you in the face, and you don't do anything about it, you don't, it's, it's, some might say, oh, he was taking the high road. No, 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 no. It seemed like. The high you road didn't want push in the yeah, first place. Yeah, you you initiated you initiated a fight and then didn't follow through with that. So that's kind of just like mm, to the me. high road would have been to shake his hand when he walked off. Shake the mat. his hand and then move on. Yeah, and just be like, we're gonna talk a trash online, but you know what? Yeah, in real life, we're we can we're be cordial. cordial. Yeah, yes. exactly. And so to then flip somebody off and then go up and then you know like. Be John them. And I think it's like, was he thinking that Gordon was just all talk and he wasn't going to do anything? So he pushes him, just mean like trying to prove a point of like, you're just all talk. And then like surprised by the fact that, I, oh no, he's I not. Like he's ready to throw down. So I, I, I cannot give you the mind of Andre Gaval. He is uh, he's and, a he's a family man. Like I yeah. would say like he's a he's I a, mean he's well respected and like by all accounts from ever like his students and people I've talked to, like it's like I don't hear anybody talking anything bad about him as like a human being. His moral character is yeah. like, in, in good standing. And so um it's a little bit out of character then for him to go up and like push him, give this guy yeah. the bird. So I think at this point you have to assume, okay, benefit of the doubt, like Gordon's really getting under his skin. It's yeah, not, like he's just getting it's caught not up just in this like drama. Playful. It's mm-hmm. like it's sort of like cutting deep. Yeah. And so at that point, like you do go up and you shove him, and so Gordon slaps him in the face and in front of his wife. 
in front in, well in front of everybody i mean right? yeah like, i don't know who all was there i, I just assume i mean i won't go into detail here but uh like in Bra- brazilian culture is a romantic culture yeah. so i feel like you know things that are like on display that everybody see like everything is very it's more emotional i would yeah. say than yeah. like you would see from like um i don't know, like a russian society that's very yeah. stoic or something yeah and because of that, I think it's like even particularly more like pronounced that he got slapped. Now, the craziest part about that is that. Which can I say, just like sidebar, uh, th- the fact that he was like open hand slapped him makes me so much happier than if he would have punched him. And yeah. I don't know why, because there's just something that's like so much more disrespectful to slap a man in his face also then to punch him i will throw this out there and this is something because like i'm a fan of the stockton slap so i I am too you know i am just saying now here's something that um you know like this is something that someone like half gracie could could learn from yeah and that is like had he just open hand slapped the guy he wouldn't have dropped him well you don't leave a mark Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and also it'll be red for a little I mean, bit like, but it's Gordon not gonna bruise there's video evidence but it was dark and choppy i mean like yeah. Gordon played his hand pretty well it was pretty street smart yeah it was dark slap in the dark yeah it's real smart uh, we should title that that this episode just note slap, slap in, in the, the dark, dark. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i think that that's the 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 most amazing part to me is is that thereafter that he got that there was a second slap Yes, because we were talking about this earlier. It's like, okay, you can say, I'm going to not engage this person. They slap me. I'm just not going to engage this person. But I'm also like aware that they're ready to throw down. So like I can back away, talk, whatever. But you weren't prepared for a second slap. Like as a jujitsu practitioner where it's like, this is supposed to be self-defense. You should know what like by body posture and things like that, that maybe this person's going to try and hit you or, and just like Andre's not like, it's not like he didn't fight him in May. Yeah. He fought him in May. Like, so I think it's he's not like, like he's seven one and eight and one. His only yeah. loss was Tyron Woodley, who was yeah. the UFC champ for a long so, time. Yeah. So it's just like, you know how to compete in combat sports and you're going to let a man slap you in the face. And it's just like bizarre to me, but all that being said, I just like it's like kind of disappointing that this is what's happening in jujitsu right now. Yeah, no, I agree with you, but I I'm gonna get there because okay. I'm not done with this. Show. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> so to me, the but this, hold on, like you have one of my hairs on your face. Oh yeah, that happens. Yeah, you know, okay, I got We're it. We're talking about earlier. <laughs> earlier, I there was an ice cube that, that I got out. <laughs> we don't need to talk about this. There was an ice cube. <laughs> And I was like, oh, there's a hair on it. And I realized the hair was actually in the ice. It got frozen in there. Don't drink or eat any ice from our house. Yeah. Well, it's in de- it's, we're in debate right now of whether or not it was an eyebrow because it definitely wasn't a beard hair because there's no way because it was dark. No, it was Toast's hair. It was a dog hair. <laughs> it was probably a dog's hair. <laughs> Anyhow. She's a sweetie. Um, <laughs> no, but like uh, if you're defending Andre in um, – you know, like as this is playing out and you're like, well, listen, self-defense side, mm-hmm. like which 100 percent like, I mean, when you do jujitsu your whole life, like you have to be teaching people like one of the things you teach is like if somebody's like gets up within striking distance, like mm-hmm. have your hands up just so your you hands can are like, up, like, like talk ready with your to hands, be, you know, be yes. Italian, whatever. Just be ready to protect your face mm-hmm. from Mamma up. Mia. Why do you keep <laughs> saying that? 
<laughs> Mamma Mia, step back. <laughs> but if you're like, you know, Andre's a good man. Like, he got slapped in the face, and he just didn't want it to escalate. He, he didn't want it to get ugly, whatever. Fair enough. But it then did get ugly, and mm-hmm. then got slapped again. Yes. And it's like, I, I was telling you earlier, and this is just personal, but... You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that would say this, but I know this is true. It's like, I don't, I, there's, in, under no circumstances am I in that predicament where yeah. I shove somebody and then get slapped. I'm like, well, I'm surprised I got slapped. Um, yes. uh, but, like, I can say with, like, undoubtable certainty that I don't get slapped twice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, agree. I might, but I'll be unconscious. Also, just, you know, speaking from, like, a standpoint of, our um, pastor does jujitsu too, <laughs> and we talked about it with him this morning. And he said he would also retaliate if a man slapped him. And I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Like we weren't in the wrong. I feel like we definitely, <laughs> we definitely just put Pastor Matt on blast. <laughs> you heard that, that that church where the guy talks about like he thinks he should you should slap people or something? Yep, up oh, that's the one. Yep, yep, yep. Slappy Matt. <laughs> That's the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I agree with no. you that th- it's sad that this is like uh, when you think about like jujitsu and um, like you know people wanting it to be more popular and more mainstream or whatever. Which who knows, if, you know, to yeah. what degree that'll ever happen. Yeah. Um. That this is like this is the most exciting thing. You know. I know. And then I think that's like what sucks is like um there were a lot of good matches and events that happened like uh. I think it was really cool to see Craig Jones heel hook um, Ronaldo. Like, that's, like, an exciting, like, that, not, like, I'm excited for that, like, whatatever, but it's a, it's a cool Mm -hmm. match, like, yeah, like and Gordon's Ronaldo's win like, over Roberto, I think, is particularly uh, intriguing because Gordon called the shot, said he was going to armbar him from out before the, the match even started. Yeah, and so it's just, there's a lot of things. And then Natielli and Gabby Garcia, it's like, mm-hmm. You know, Natieli beat her gi and no gi. And it's like the first woman to, to have a win over her in both like gi and no gi matches. And it's like there's so many things that were like really exciting. And I feel like you're getting overshadowed. So the sport itself is getting overshadowed by this like childish, like middle school type of like drama. Yeah. You know, and I feel like as grown men, you've let this like internet trash talk like take over your like real life and i think that's like something we were talking about like the culture like that we're in today where it's like the internet is real life like is just creating these how i describe gen z yes yes but like it's like this thing where it's like you know we have this like the cycle of news is like very like short and like we have this like short term memory on things, but like if it happened online, then then that's what like is real and true. And so when people are using all this like these mediums to trash talk and like all that, like we're just say whatever they want because there's no re- repercussions of it. Then you go in real life and you think like, oh, I can still talk trash to this person's face and I can shove this person and there's not going to re- be repercussions for it. It's like no, that's not how the real world w- works. Like. There's this that's not reality. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a larger thing, and this is something that I've thought about recently because I, I go back to like uh psychology theory and stuff like that that I like Nerd. Yeah, nerd. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's you know this idea that uh, the world. You, you've heard people say that are in like theater or whatever. Like the world is a stage and everybody's uh-huh. an actor. Uh-huh. Like um, there's like theories in psychology that that's part of it. It's like when you're with your parents, you're acting the role of a son, you know, mm-hmm. or a daughter. And um, whenever you're with you know your kids, you're acting the role of a mom or dad. And like these are the mm-hmm. things that you know, and these are the like roles that you're playing. Online, I think that everything there shifts where it's not that you're even role playing, mm-hmm. you're storytelling. And I think that that's mm-hmm. the 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 piece of this that makes it really hard. Like I gave the example to you earlier when we were talking about this, that, you know, the the Bitcoin price had been at a record high and it dropped really hard, um, you know, like midweek. And the narrative uh, across all financial sites was like Bitcoin crashed yeah and it multiple outlets reported that but if you look at it you go back 10 days and 10 days ago bitcoin had reached its all-time in history high yeah so it's like it crashed to what its, it crashed to would have been its high all, 10, 10 10 days, days ago. ago yeah yeah and i think that that's the that's the so it's not like it just piece. dropped to the bottom it just dropped a little bit yeah it just reduced um, yeah and the piece of that that I think is interesting is that I think we can all get really caught up in the story of mm-hmm. like uh, what is happening right now yeah. and that becomes a reality and the the nature of that is that real in real life many things don't change or many things aren't any different than they were before mm-hmm. but because of uh, you know like a narrative or story shifting yeah. like people feel the need to like lash out and flip somebody off and push them or yeah. whatever you know yeah. but i do worry about like that from the standpoint in jiu-jitsu of like too many of these types of narratives really like this becoming like what jiu-jitsu is it's like what mm-hmm. where's the next feud i think flow feeds that really badly um, yeah, but as, even aside from that, it's like it's on because jiu-jitsu. Like I think the, to be more interesting. Yeah, I think it's like yeah, because it's like what's gonna get like make? Oh, it's like you're trying to make money off of these all these things, these news outlets, these media outlets. It's like at the bottom, like at the at the end of the day, it's all about like making money. So it's like what's gonna get clicks, views, like likes, things like that. And so sensationalized news is the things that are so you make these stories where it's like you say something crashes and it's like well it didn't really but like that is more interesting than saying like it dropped a little bit today you know (laughs) or like you know covering like these these dramas and so then the athletes in jujitsu are starting to feed off that too because you realize like how do i get attention in the sport and it's like you know you've seen all these people throughout the years who have like been like the trash talkers like a Conor McGregor or like a Colby Covington. And it's then like you see everybody they play these roles and yeah, then people mimic, mimic that, yeah. that. And it's like, it's very obvious when that's not like, you're not good at it or you're not authentic. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that's what's happening in jujitsu right now. Where it's like, Gordon is really good at trash talking and getting under people's skin. But then he's also good at like social media and he can back, but he can back it up too. It's like, and not saying that the other people he's talking trash to can't, um, but they're just not as good as the trash talk. Yeah. And it's like, 
oh, it's kind of cringy. It's like, yeah. mm, no, well, you're better than that. Like, Come on, just be better than the that. The skill of that is, <laughs> is so different than it is in real real life. So like mm-hmm. a Conor McGregor, like how quick-witted he is. Yes, you know, like yes. That, that's something that's very unique. Like Gordon doesn't have that, but he is good at social media where you have time mm-hmm. to like kind of think about it and you're like, mm, yes, clever, yes. you know? And um, I think that that is such a unique skill in this time because it does get you that attention. Now, mm-hmm. the thing that I don't like is having that fed because we saw i mean like we've seen this in you know everyday life uh if you go back six seven years ago industry that i know all too well is like you know clickbait you know this Mm -hmm. you used to go on facebook you'll never believe what she did next you know and reality is those things get clicked on so much or that one there's a the one that didn't they ban it where it was like a picture like um what's that thing where you're afraid of like Uh, holes yeah yeah like um and it was like some yes. kind of plant pod like yeah, seed a, thing. It's a, yeah, it's like a sunflower seed pod yeah. or something like that. But yeah, and they pe- use that to be like make people click on stuff. Like yeah, there's a certain portion of people that 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 pod resembles like these holes that like it's this fear of holes but it it resembles like if you go on like your skin do not do this because if you're one of these people it will bother you like (laughs) it really will like if you google like fear of holes and then skin and then click images you're gonna see some stuff that might just drive you it's like it's like people's ultimate fear that like there's gonna be like like parasites and bugs like crawling yeah. out of their they say skin that's where, like where buried into from. their it's skin a, it's a biological thing that they think is like embedded about like a fear of parasites or something mm. like that mm. um anyways so like <laughs> all those things get clicks they get attention yes. right yes. but it's like so bottom of the barrel like yeah. pornography would get tons of attention yeah you know and i think that you know like you look at outlets and we as a people decided like there's a big difference between like buzzfeed like you'll never believe what she did next and like i won't even name an outlet but just like real news right yeah. and even now i don't still even kind think of, there's a real news anymore though but you you divide this line between mm-hmm. the types of content you see as news and the types of content you see as like entertainment you know yeah yeah and even now like but i, I feel like that line is so blurred now it is but my point is, is like even that like purists would say the news that's on the news now is still very populist and mm-hmm. like going for clicks, but there is still this like um, altruistic idea of like good, hard hitting journalism. Yeah. You know, but the idea is there is like, oh, well, you have to pay for that because it doesn't get enough general attention. Yeah. Um, and so what I'm concerned about though is that even though there's there's a place for this i think when it's genuine like if two guys have beef like i want to see it you know yeah yeah, but yeah when things start being like artificially manufactured which the thing between gordon and galval i feel like there's a certain portion of it that's been agged on and almost like artificially like yeah turned into something that it yeah. really wasn't before because i think that if it hadn't been done that way like if there wasn't all this like weird drama and like things that have been like like you said like agged on and like pushed i think the whole galval fighting gordon and adcc would just be another super fight at adcc or galval would have retired or he would retire but now it's like this thing and it's causing attention and it's been made this thing and smartly by gordon like i think smartly i think that was like you know kind of like i mean it was it was smart on him to do that but like we talked about that last week yeah but i just don't think it's like i just feel like i like knowing 
things about Gava. I won't pretend to say like I know him, like, but I'm saying like from what I've heard, I just wish that he would have handled things differently. Or he's I feel like he's put have, himself into a bad position, like a lose lose situation. Yeah, and he got like sort of. Uh, Gordon like lured him into a really yes. bad spot, like, yes. and it's got it's gotten worse and worse. And now he's at a point to where, but he, it's not just him; it's him and his students. You know, it's like this whole thing where now there's this narrative of like the Donaher like Death Squad versus Autos, and it, there's like it doesn't. It's not like real. Yeah, it's not a real thing. Yeah, it's not like those are the two. Like, those are the only two teams, and, like, that's what, if you were to watch, if you were to, like, just only get your news from Flow Grappling, or, like, yeah, from Flow Grappling, you would think those are the only two teams that exist in jiu-jitsu at this point. Yeah, it's true. And if you really look at the top, and you could be like, well, they're very relevant teams in Nogi Jiu-Jitsu, and you're like, fair enough, but, like, still, that's, if, you that's take, no if you take the entirety of both of those teams' top people, or mm-hmm. just anybody that's like recognizably good it's still like less than 10 to 20 percent of the best nogi grapplers on the planet so yeah it's like still the minority of you know the best yeah. in the world yeah um so yeah it's it's a that to me that's the bummer in jiu-jitsu but yeah. it's partially why i'm like really excited to be you know like going along this journey watching you get ready for your first mma fight uh mma has its own flaws but uh brazilian jiu-jitsu i think like there's still a long ways to go in terms of it developing more and more as both a sport and then like whatever we want it to be in terms of being a martial art moving forward. I, I worry about a split at some point. Like like the purists versus like the the sport jujitsu, like a self-defense versus sport, which is something that's always discussed and yeah. we've talked about that too. Well, but like, I don't know. Frequent podcast guest uh, Nick Schrock and myself talked about this yesterday about how he – had observed that he felt like in certain classes you would see guys basically like having making completely different mistakes and mm. some of it is based on the fact that you know guys are learning like submission only style grappling and then yeah. other people are learning like very basic fundamental gi jiu-jitsu and the decisions that those people make when they grapple are completely different and it's not a yeah. style thing it's a concepts mm-hmm. thing you know yeah I think it's something that you see across the board, though, like in um, from gym to gym, right? Like the styles that this that are being taught. Like I think, you know, where we train at at Alliance, you know, we have a we have. I feel like we have a very good blend of all of yeah. like styles. It's not just self defense based. It's not just sport jujitsu. It's like not grappling. Just it's wing like chung. yeah, yeah, just a little bit of Wing Chun. Yeah, you gotta have a little bit. But, you know, and it's also the thing is we have a big Muay Thai program at our academy, too. So you have like a striking aspect to some of those people like are training in both like um, disciplines, both disciplines. And so it's it's pretty balanced. And um, I also think that like leadership is pretty level headed and like reasonable on how they Nobody approach stops things Johnny twice. Nobody. I'm going to go on record right no, now. No, because the first time he would have been ju- like that whoever slapped him would have been jumped by every single one of us there with him. Also, Johnny strikes and Johnny's me. Not- Johnny's a very streetwise guy. First of all, no one's slapping him because everywhere he goes, he becomes like the mayor of yes. that place. Yes. He's everybody's best friend. Yes, this but, is very true. So no one shoves him. But if someone does, man, good luck getting the jump on a slap with Johnny. Like. <laughs> yeah yeah i was who was i talking about i was telling you i was like can you imagine if jj was there 
with Johnny and somebody tried to slap Johnny and Jay was there. I mean, you'd have to wonder where Jay got a sword from. (laughs) (laughs) We're inside baseball here at this point, but yeah, that was just funny. (laughs) I do think that it's, uh, it's an evolution of a lot of different things, but, uh, it's one of the things that makes what we talk about, like on the show really fun is that there is always something kind of going on and some kind of weird quirk. Um, but I'm excited to see what the future holds for everything, but most excited about your future in MMA and as um, am i <laughs> obvi and so yeah. we should have some fight announcements here soon and yeah then, i really hope so and then stay tuned for um yeah we'll we'll have some other really cool announcements and stuff like that that we're working on that hopefully if you're a listener to the show you like it um hopefully you've left a review or something like that or thumbs up it on youtube um those things are sort of helpful so it's like kind of like throwing a tip our way so if you got like an extra couple minutes on your phone standing in line or whatever like leave a podcast review or you know simply like, like send the podcast to everybody you're in your you know like phone inbox. contact list Con- contact list or whatever you know yeah, yeah all those things we'd appreciate it but we if, if nothing else we appreciate you listening and checking out the podcast um i'm tyler bishop that's that's jenna bishop that one this one. The one that I'm pointing at. Yep. The woman's voice. A second plug for our YouTube channel <laughs> so you can see where we're pointing. It's painfully obvious in audio as well. Um, uh, <sighs> but yeah, thanks for watching another episode of Not Fighting. <laughs>